Hey, this is James Jeffries here, Impact Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to Uncharted Territory. The best wrestling stories and wrestling news are on this podcast. Check us out, brother. And welcome to episode 139 of the Uncharted Territory podcast. My name is Chad Olson coming to you from tonight from Gilbert, Iowa. Well, tonight we will not only have a live unboxing of some historic loot, we will have a live pillboxing. That's right. I gotta leave at four in the morning and get to the airport for a fucking trip tomorrow. So I'm gonna put my pills in my pill carrier. Well, these yahoos babble on about hither and fro and to and throw and over and yonder. So it'll be exciting. You might need a pill. It'll be so exciting. And I have the pills for you. Uh, it's been about 80 degrees the past few days. It's been pretty hot. We got three inches of rain on Saturday and poured. And I'm going to San Diego where the high is 71 and the low is 61. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This is my kind of weather. I might stay there forever. Probably not, though, because I'll run out of clean clothes. And the price of living is is very exorbitant out there, from what I understand. Well, let's go around the, the room and see who else is on the call tonight. Uh, Mr. Tim Dalton, Buffalo, New York. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Chad. Uh, you know, just uh, kind of hanging out here in Buffalo. Weather is cooler. Uh, we're down into the uh, low 70s. I think it was 71 today. Uh, it's been raining the last two or three days. It's been uh, coming down pretty hard. This morning was was hard rain. Um, how hard was it it was so hard let me tell you um it, but but also very humid too i mean the dew point's probably in the mid to high 60s and so the humidity's been up there um i did still manage to get out and play a couple rounds of park golf though today um just weather just, be damned you know i don't i don't it, luckily it it kind of the weather cleared in the afternoon so i i found a window and i i took it so um but but other other net uh, weather here in buffalo is fine all right, very good. Let's go next to the the wilds of Virginia, where Stu Lowry is hanging out tonight. Stu, how you doing? Chad, I'm doing great. Uh, the weather here in Virginia sucks. It's uh, in the 90s. The humidity is up to about 90 percent now. Summer is definitely set in, and I am reminded that why I want a house in Vermont for the summer. Um, but you know, we shall endure. We had really bad storms last night, but they're always a, a sight to behold. The lightning show was incredible, incredible pyrotechnic show we had last night going on for us, uh, put on by Mother Nature. Looking forward to the discussion tonight. I'm looking forward to make sure you don't mix up your pills by putting your Wednesday pill in your Friday pill box uh, by mistake. Would, would, what would oh, be the consequence Lord. if that happened? I would have super Saturday night fever. 
that, that's what would happen by Saturday night. Excellent. All right. And last but certainly not least, my baby brother, Corey Olson, up in Maplewood, Minnesota. Corey, how are you? I'm doing well, brother. Thank you for asking. Hello, promoters. Great to be back with you once again. A little bit of a weather change here the last couple of days over the weekend. Uh, we finally got rain and not only around us, but it actually got rain in, in Maplewood. It just seemed like every time it rained, it just circled everywhere in the Twin Cities metro except us. It just kept missing us. But we finally got some here. Had a nice little lightning show Saturday night. Kind of spooked the pup a little bit, but uh, she's doing okay. Um, but the, the rain kind of passed now. It is back kind of back to the ugly humidity uh, 80s and 90s, but uh, we're thankful for the rain. The, the, I was crying over my grass a few days ago because it was brown and crunchy, but now there's at least a little bit of green to it. I'm very happy to be back here in cooler temperatures and happy to be talking to you promoters. Easy for you to say. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight uh, we're going to hit what's new around the Phil Singer Games universe. Uh, now, we do have a special super exclusive announcement. Should we give that first or should we give that last? Last. Last? All right. Uh, last. Say, make, make them wait. Make them, make make them, them wait. wait. All right. That's true. You got to <laughs> listen to the, the uh, quagmire of other announcements we have. And speaking of quagmire, the swamp thing, quagmire is coming to Origins 2139. Now, I think some people are a little wound up about the name because there's a guy on Family Guy with the same name. But, I mean, the word did exist before Family Guy uh, acquired it for this gentleman's name. So I think it looks awesome. I'm not 100% how he's an animan. Did it say that in the bio? Like, is he a, a crocagator or a, a reptile? or I don't a, remember. A large iguana? At first, By the I thought, way, just, yes, just, just to, yes. you know, you know, in, in, increase the uh, intelligence of ourselves and of our listeners. Yes. Uh, a quagmire is a soft, boggy area of land that gives way underfoot or an awkward, complex or hazardous situation. Ooh, wow. That's our learning moment for tonight. Carry on, Chet. Cert well, certainly, you know. I think our podcast, we fired ourselves in the, in the second definition quite often. I, I, often. Would, I would agree with that. Um, but uh, thank you, Tim, for that uh, learning break. That's Reading Rainbow with Mr. Tim Dalton tonight here. Um, I uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was a pretty cool drawing, you know. So uh, what does everybody else think? Uh, Corey? Well, you know, looking at the drawing on philsingergames.com, that's philsingergames.com. Uh, you know, I was, it, it looked a little bit, a uh, little, you know, kind of Stu talks about his green alien um, adversity. And uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a green alien, but then I realized, you know, read the, the, the description and realized, okay, not, not exactly the same thing. But I am very curious as far as how he fits into the animal scheme, you know, not being a, an animal, but, you know, I, I, it, it'd be interested to find out more. Um, I think the name is very fitting. You know, I recognized it right away. And I did predict that there would be a lot of giggity, giggity comments across social media. Um, but uh, no, I think Tom picked a great name based on the drawing and what we know so far. It's a, it's a very fitting quagmire. Well, I, I mean, he, he obviously, he reminds me of the swamp thing, but he's yeah. gotta be, he's gotta be some kind of animal. It says he is an intimidating swampling creature from the bogs of Andromeda. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's like Yoda on the gas or something. Oh, there you go. I, I wonder, I wonder Tim? if he talks differently. Oh, maybe he talks backwards. That would be talks awesome. backwards. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, maybe it's like, Plethador went through the trans evolver if the trans evolver still exists or something oh who knows but i, I the drawing's outstanding i mean it's just a great great sure. piece of artwork um really liked it um you know don't don't play the current champions uh stuff but man I, this one this one kind of is intriguing i have to uh you know at some point get a look at somebody's booklet um or, and check out the cards when uh 
when we're at Galacticon. Drawing is is awesome. He's pale green, so I'm going to give this guy a shot. So I'm going to uh, stay open-minded and see what happens with Mr. Quagmire, Quagmire, whatever he is. I appreciate that you're trying to respect some diversity and uh, are, are trying to maybe turn over a bit of a new leaf. So good for you, Stu. Thank you, Jim. Um, you know, I, th I thought maybe, yeah, maybe he's Reptilo coming back because it seems like the Origins were revisiting some favorite stuff from, from GWF in, in days of yore. It did kind of remind me a little bit of the Doomsday Creature, too. Right. Like that whole thing. Maybe it's his son. El Hio del Doomsday. Well, we can only speculate for right now. Um, in Legends World, we have the announcement of Mr. Jim Ross coming to the TNT Hall of Fame set. Stu, what do you think about that? I think this is a great get uh, on a lot of levels. I think Jim Ross is just another name that gives uh, Legends of Wrestling credibility. Uh, I can attest that it will be a very clever and uh, fun card for you promoters to use uh, when you get it in your hot little hands and will add and add a lot, uh, uh, a, a nice rich layer to some of your matches if you choose to use it. And I just think it's a great, great signing for uh, another great signing for Legends of Wrestling. Just a big name. Big, big, big name in terms of the announcing realm, but still a big name nonetheless. Yes, I agree. Tim, what do you think? I think it's great. I mean, I, Jim Ross, I mean, he's just one of those iconic names that, that, uh, you know, when you're thinking of non-wrestling people in wrestling, he's one of them. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's great to have him. I mean, someday we'll, we'll tell the story about how the signing was a lot easier than we thought it was going to be. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great thing. I think we're really working on something kind of unique for the, uh, for the back of the card and uh, hopefully everybody will enjoy it. All right, Corey. Yeah. Like Tim said, you know, as far as like the non-wrestling names, this is a big one. And think about some of the other non-wrestlers we've got in the game, like Gordon Soley, Lance Russell. I mean, this is just really cool that we got this, uh, we got, we got Mr. Ross to sign. Uh, and then, yeah, like, like Tim mentioned, the uh, going to be a unique card uh you know chad's been kind of doing most of the work on it but we've all kind of thrown in some ideas and uh i think it's going to be a, a fun card and a good way to incorporate good old jr yeah i think it's definitely been a collaborative effort because i came up with kind of some basis of stuff and then i said i'm stuck so so everybody including todd and mike helped uh help contribute to that so i think the, the final product I, I saw the draft today and it looked pretty good so um all right next we have our exclusive announcement we have been given permission we didn't really were given permission we took permission we snatched it from the jaws of victory and defeat and i don't even know where the hell i'm going i'm really tired um, Snatched it from the jaws of non-permission is what we yeah thought. we did we went and we asked for permission and then we got double secret probation <laughs> but the first wrestler in the impact pro wrestling 2 set coming out this summer is your friend and mine ts aggressor Woo! nice i'm super excited about this uh uh really uh ts aggressor is one of the cornerstones of impact pro wrestling around with promoter troy peterson you know they founded the promotion they've trained uh travis trained so many of, of the wrestlers on our roster who have been turned trained the the newest generation of ipw competitors and um uh, i'm sure we'll have him on a, on a podcast at some point to kind of give a little more detail but you know he he trained under brad Rangan's um 
Wayne Bloom and Kurt Henning at Brad's school. So that is, you know, one generation removed from Vern Gagne. So uh, Travis is, is solid in his fundamentals and pass that on to a lot of the wrestlers that are still competing in Impact Pro Wrestling today. And besides that, he's just a heck of a great guy. So excited to have TS Aggressor in there. Um, the rest of the uh, wrestlers will be announced uh, very soon on a, on a live reveal. And we have two Impact Pro wrestlers who are going to be uh, the guests on that. Um, and that'll be on a roll-up that will be announced soon. So um, happy to happy to be the booking agent. I told Todd, wait till he sees my fee. And um, we'll announce and show off the artwork for all the cards at that time. Any other thoughts on TS Aggressor being in the Impact Pro Wrestling set this summer? I, I think it's a great name, uh, you know, given his history and the promotion that he started the promotion. I'm glad we could get a card for him, you know, and he doesn't wrestle as actively now, usually maybe a couple times a year, uh, especially like the Waterloo events. Um, so he's kind of that, that legend that comes out and, you know, helps somebody or, or fights this, fights a heel. Um, but yeah, you know, you look at his active career in IPWN around the Midwest, just a great career. Um, we did, you know, for uh, Chad, you weren't on this show last year, but he was on our show last year and did uh, give a little bit of background uh, about his training and everything. Um, but, and there's a, a match and maybe I'll put this in the, uh, the discussion board post. Uh, where he's wrestling, and I'm drawing a blank on the wrestler's name, but it's it's a matchup in Minnesota, very small crowd, uh, but at ringside for his opponent is, um, I think his name was Michael Hollywood, whom we know as Michael Brada. Uh, Michael was the manager for TS's opponent. Michael actually shared that match with me a while back, and uh, and so that's a, a little connection to our Phil Singer Games community, but yeah, TS Aggressor, great name. Um, first IPW champ, Chad, or no? I was going to ask that, yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. I, I was not well, involved with the promotion from the very start. Sure. So we will have, uh, I think the people who will be on roll up, will be able to answer those questions. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, definitely one of the early champs and a long uh, career in the ring in IPW and now behind the scenes. Tim, what do you think? I, I think it's great. I mean, he, as you mentioned, I mean, I, I don't know him that much as a wrestler because when I met him, he was mostly retired you know, um, kind of like me. Um, but, um, I mean, just a super nice guy. One of the, one of the coolest people you'll ever want to meet, uh, other than the four of us, uh, you know, here in the podcast, but, um, well, he's probably cooler than all four of us actually, but, um, but just great guy. I mean, he's really, he, he really understands wrestling. I think it's great that, that, I mean, the role of trainer is perfect for him. And uh, I think he's done a great job. And I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of excited to see this card since I didn't know a lot of his wrestling career. All right, Stuart, you're uh, you've become quite the IPW fan, despite only seeing one show and living <laughs> thousands of miles away. I, I, I can't explain it, but I will say that it probably has a lot to do with TS Aggressor in terms of tra training these guys to to uh, wrestle the right way. I remember being very, very impressed the show I saw. And, and honestly, the thing I'm looking forward to the most other than seeing you lovable gents and uh, as well as our fellow promoters, there you go, um, is seeing this card. Um, because I just, I came away from that show just with just uh, an overall sense of what a well-booked uh, promotion this is and such a cut above the typical uh, indie fair that you see. Um, so I would say that it has to be in large part uh, attributed to T.S. Aggressor and some of his training. So I remember him being a very nice guy and looking forward to 
having him in the set and learning more about him in uh, an historical context in terms of his contributions to IPW. All right, very good. So next we have a listener question from uh, listener Troy Xavier, Frank Engelking, and it says, this was on the boards last week before we did the big call for questions for our big AUA episode in, a, in our next couple of weeks. And it says, while there's a few obvious ones who get DQs of six or ultra faces who get DQs of two or three, for the other guys, is there any way you decide on DQ, especially for fan favorite leaning wrestlers, whether a DQ or four or five usually? Great question. Who wants to take that? I'll start us off. Okay. Um, you know, as far as the legends I've worked on, first of all, you know, as a team, we don't really have like a, a rule, like this guy gets a four, this guy gets five. Um, but as far as wrestlers I've worked on, I kind of look at it and see, okay, you know, how much of a brawler was this wrestler? Um, you know, looking, I kind of look up results, you know, how often did the wrestler get disqualified? Um, just little things like that. You know, if it's somebody who wasn't a, um, the level of say the crusher and had a lot of DQs or mad dog Vashon, but you know, maybe occasionally, then maybe we'll kind of go with the five. Otherwise I think four has kind of become the standard, especially with six, you know, typically being the highest regular DQ rating that we do. Um, you know, just kind of helping Chad with the IPW set. Um, as we were kind of going through the roster and kind of using Tim's nerd sheet, um, you know, I kind of noticed that we had a lot of the wrestlers who were at fours and I kind of looked through and just found a couple where, okay, this person was a little bit of a rule breaker, you know, even if they maybe don't have a lot of DQ losses in, in real life results, could we maybe give this person a five? Sure. So kind of just to kind of split it up a little bit and, and make things a little different among cards in that set. But yeah, that's just, that's just kind of my, my philosophy on it. Tim. Yeah, I would say that, you know, and not that we fall into this, but I think the standard seems to be five for a heel and four for a baby. Um, but it, it really depends on personality. I mean, if you if you take a guy and this just pops into my head, a guy like, say, Pedro Morales, who's not signed. Um, he's one of those guys that, that would would wrestle early on. And then if, once the, the bad guy did something he would get fired up and he would just fight fire with fire and come right back at you. So there are guys like that, that I would say probably can be a five because they probably got disqualified a bunch for just, you know, kind of retaliating against the heel and, and who was doing their shtick. Right. Um, so I think that's really, really when you, you go to the five, I mean, the six would be an extreme. Um, but I, I think we're, we're probably looking for most, for most faces. I think we're probably looking in a range of four or five. Um, you know, and then, then you'll get some outliers that, that are maybe a three. I don't know if we've got any that we probably got some, some guys that were rule breakers that we gave a six who have wrestled as baby face, but, um, but yeah, I, I would say normally you're looking at four and then you just have to kind of look at results and personality to, to see if you can bump it up to a five. Mm -hmm. Stu, what's your take? Well, I, I don't have a whole lot more to contribute other than I have a question, I guess, leaning the other way. Um, the Draconian Sheik and Mayhem, they got sevens on their DQs. Is that correct? And champions? I think they did. Yeah, they did back in the day. So did Mutant. Certain Mutant, Mutant had a yeah. seven as well. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there were one or two others maybe, but. So that would be the absolute extreme. I mean, yeah, doomsday creature. You're right. I think yeah. doomsday, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wagmire perhaps? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> so if the. 
you know, if, if the Sheik was ever redone, theoretically, would could he merit a seven? I mean, would we look at doing something like that for somebody that extreme? I would hope so. I mean, he'd probably I, be you know, the one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd be the guy that you make the exception for. I mean, Tom wanted us to kind of tone down, you know, no set because when when we did him the first time, I talked about. I think I put a seven, and he's like, you know, he didn't he he wasn't thrilled with the seven, so he went with six. But I mean, if you look at the results, I mean, who the hell got DQ'd more than the Sheik? Right. Um, so if we redid it, I would definitely push for a seven. All right. I was just interested. I've, I've always yeah. been a little interested on that. So, all right. So I just want to give an update. The pills are all been boxed. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to do the unboxing. I got a, a envelope here from one Mister. Are, are you unboxing Ashby? the pills that you just? I'm boxed? more interested in the pills and how they're no, coming along. Unbox what Mark sent us. So. Uh, we have a drum roll or just a crash. We have what we? Mark Ashby's Sudden Death 2095 ballot. Very nice. Ooh. We have a Mega Tournament 2101 brochure. Okay. Another one. Okay, so we have quite a few of those. <laughs> and then we have a special offer sheet. Oh, and it's a Champions of the Galaxy catalog of neat game stuff. I'm presuming from when Mark was doing the uh, promoter magazine. So these might mm. be the inserts for that. So nice. these are very cool. I don't know. I don't know if somebody want to buy all of them and put them on the auction. How I will get them to Todd so he can distribute them. I was just in charge of collecting things. And speaking of another uh, couple of cool items that came came my way recently for. Uh, this these two next items are for the TNT Hall of Fame auction, which anyone who collect who uh, participates in Galacticon, even virtually, I think we're gonna have a virtual component for this these two items because they are so cool. But I'm just gonna say, you're not winning the first one. From, I'm taking it home. Just make it. I'm actually just gonna leave it here because I'm gonna pay the top price. So Grant, the always generous and lovely Grant. Grandpa Choker sent me two boxes the other day. And he said, if you open, when I, I did open it in the correct sequence, just by sheer luck. He said, if you open this. You box, had a 50-50 chance. I so. know. Yeah. Thank you. I, I always need help with the math. I, I, I always, I'm good at the math. Um, so he said, if you, um, if you open this box first, it's a bonus. If you open it second, it's a really big bonus. So enjoy so I opened, as luck would have it, I did open in the correct sequence. I can't get the damn belt out of the bag, though. There I spoiler. So it is, okay, I'm just going to show you. So it's an intercontinental belt, the classic style. Ooh, it is a legit one. It has super nice leather. Um, it's in the one of the WWF bags. It's old school WWF logo, the logo we all grew up and loved. And it has on here, it has autographs from Ricky Steamboat. Brett the Hitman Hart, Roddy Piper, Ken Patera, Pat Patterson, the first Intercontinental Champion, Honky Tonk Man, uh, Don Morocco, Greg Valentine, Tito Santana, um, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and what I believe is the Ultimate Warriors autograph. I have to confirm that with Grant. And then he sent another, so the box opened... In the correct order is a WWF Attitude Intercontinental title, and it has autographs from China. It has an autograph from Road Dog. It has an autograph from who else is on there? I have to find my phone. 
It has a lot of autographs on it, folks. Some I couldn't make out, but but Grant to to legitimize the authenticity um, does have pictures with everybody who got to sign the belt. So both of those will be on the silent auction. There will also be a virtual component because we do think these could fetch a, a fair amount of money for the museum, and we're very appreciative Man. grant of donating this uh super nice thank I, you grant holy cow would, that's a he load wouldn't even right let there. me reimburse him for postage um so uh thank you for your generosity grant and uh we, we greatly appreciate that so both of those items you can bid them on, on them and in person or we will have a virtual bidding component and the silent auction will start thursday night and run through saturday afternoon it'll wrap up about three in the afternoon kind of after the autograph session holy so, crap that first one with all the holy cow, oh my that God. is serious. Yeah, like I said, I saw that one. I'm going, I think that's the ultimate warrior. I mean, wow. That you know, it's it's in like just such a lineage, you know, of all you yeah. know, really the only one. And I'm not like I'm not complaining, but it like, you know, it goes this the length of the lineage. It doesn't have Pedro and it doesn't have Randy Savage, but it's got such a yeah, such a history of people Man. who held that belt. So it's it's pretty cool. And then the Attitude Era one is very cool, too. Um, just off the top of my head, and I can't find my phone. I can't find the pictures I took of it. So, once again, thank you, Grant. Incredibly generous. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. Yes. So, tonight we have uh, Indie Fever, and that's something that my pills cannot cure. Uh, Tim's going to talk to us first about a show that he went to on Sunday, I believe, right? Buffalo Championship Wrestling on June 25th. That was my first time going to one of these shows. Um, I think in total, they had about a hundred people, a bunch of kids. It's a family friendly, uh, you know, uh, group that, that doesn't do a lot of, you know, blood and guts type stuff. Um, so here, here are my critiques of the, the, uh, matches and things that I saw. First of all, the ring announcer that they've got has a lot of good fire. He's very good. He needs to get a set of dress pants and some dress shoes, uh, so that he looks the part. I mean, come on, bruiser, you know, work for it, man. Um, that was kind of disappointing. They, um, he does a good job ring announcing. They need to do time limits, announce time limits. I know that's not a thing anymore, but I liked it when it was a thing. And even if you're going to have a five minute match, just say it's a 15 minute time limit, just for shits and giggles. I mean, it's just kind of nice to, to say that he would, he would always say it's one fall so that the crowd could say one fall. Uh, but he wouldn't give a time limit. Um, so matches one and three. Uh, match one was a singles match. Match three was a six-man tag. Uh, was a bunch of uh, fat, pasty white guys who didn't know how to work. Um, so so th that was enjoyable. Match two was two women who had no right to be in a ring in front of a crowd because they were terrible. Terrible. Tim, Tim yes. you seem to be holding back. I know. Can you give us your true feelings on this uh this, this, so this one woman missed a chop twice <laughs> in the corner. It's not like somebody's running or moving. She had her opponent in the corner and goes to chop her and completely whiffs. Woo! And the woman had to sell it. And then they went to do a Japanese arm drag out of the corner. You know, like the, the, the arm drag, it's like straight over the top instead of like, you know, underneath. And they whiffed on that. And this is just, I was just watching this. I'm like, you know, we need TS aggressor in here to train these freaking people because good God, they, they need help. Um, so after three matches, I was worried, uh, <laughs> because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and, and luckily I, I had a comp ticket. 
Uh, so, you know, it, it wasn't costing me anything other than the, the water and Sprite that I was drinking. But um, so then match four actually came out a couple guys. One guy was in good shape. Other guy had a shirt on, but I mean, you know, he, he was, he was, he was competent and they did a nice show. They did a nice little entertaining match, uh, some good back and forth, you know, nothing crazy, no top rope, you know, shenanigans or anything, anything nuts. Um, but that, that was an entertaining match. The crowd was really into it. So, so that was good. I liked that one. Um, and then after, cause it was a six match show, a six match show. So after match four, they went to intermission and it was about a 15 minute inter- intermission. And they, they kept it to write about 15 minutes, which I thought was good. I like this, you know, I, I like to see stuff like that when they say it's 15 minute intermission, then a half hour later, you're still waiting for the show to restart. Um, so match five, I will say, yes, if you have guests and they're signing autographs and you're getting a cut in the money, you keep that fucking intermission going as long as you can. I, I completely agree. So match five after the intermission comes up and they had their special guest EC3 was there. Um, and he was the only guy on the show that I, th- I think who looked like he'd ever done a fucking sit up in his entire goddamn life. Um, you know, I mean, I got to tell you, some of these guys, what they need to do is wear T-shirts in the ring. Where could they get such a T-shirt? You know, I was, I was thinking about that. And I said, by God, these guys, what they need to do, all they have to do, Chad, is go to TKOstore.com. That's right. T-E-E-K-O store.com. They can get quality merchandise, not like the shirt I'm wearing tonight, but like the shirt I've worn in the past. Uh, great uncharted territory merchandise out there. Your T-shirts, your hoodies, your sweatshirts, it's all there. Uh, you know, I mean, it, these guys, it was just terrible. Um, I, I would not have, you know, this is like me taking my shirt off. I mean, it's scary looking sometimes. Uh, but the, the, the three-way with EC3, good match. You know, the, the guys in there were capable. They did, they did a good job. Um, I thought, I thought that one, well, again, crowd really liked it, was really into it. EC3 won, no shock there. Um, I hope he made some money, uh, you know, on, on gimmicks and stuff. I didn't see a lot of people over at the gimmick table, but, um, you know, I hope he, I hope he did, you know, made out all right. Um, and then it was time for the, the main event uh, for the Western New York Heritage title. And I do love that name for the belt, actually. That is awesome. That, that I, is actually a good name. I do. I like that. The Western New York Heritage title. I thought that was really cool. So last man standing match. And apparently this is like the, the, the third match that these two guys have had. Um, it's a Viking looking guy and rock star somebody. I know I, I couldn't really, the, 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 uh, the audio wasn't that great. I didn't get the, get the names. Um, but uh, Viking guy was the champ coming in. And uh, so this is the match. They started using the gimmicks and stuff like that and, and getting the furniture involved. And I was, I was surprised, you know, instead of saying like Devon, get the tables, it would be Devon, get the plywood doors because instead of tables uh, they use like the hollow plywood doors uh, in, in spots that you would normally use tables for. Um, And it wasn't a bad match. It was actually a pretty decent match. I mean, the crowd was into it. Um, you know, they knew the personalities of people that, that, that were, you know, return customers and that, um, and it was, it was pretty good up until they blew the finish spot, Oh dear! which, which involved like a top rope spot where one guy was going to take a bump through the, through one of the doors that was set up between two chairs. They completely blew it, but they, they got their, they got their act together pretty quick, came through, did another big spot with the door. And Rockstar guy 
uh, not rock guy. That was Alex Filsinger's uh, character. Oh, yeah. uh, but rock star guy from Buffalo Championship Wrestling is the new heavyweight champion uh, of the promotion. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't loving it, but, but I got to tell you, you know, for the wrestling, I wasn't loving it. But honestly, overall, I mean, crowd had fun. I mean, they really seemed to enjoy the show. It was a fun event just to go out and, and see. Uh, you know, I was talking to some of the people afterwards. It looks like they've got like a 16 foot ring, I think. Um, but was talking to some of the some of the workers and stuff and everybody seemed really cool. I mean, it was a it was a good time. I mean, if it's if it's something where you're not if you're not looking for work rate, then then it's a fun event. It was a it was a good one. The women, though, need to really. I mean, that was I was I was really afraid somebody was going to get hurt in that match because they just seemed like they didn't. They were trying to do some some cool spots where they should just should have done a top wrist lock or an arm bar or something just a little bit more basic that they could handle before, you know, although I don't, I, I, the chop spot was just, that was sad. Um, she finally did hit the third chop though, after missing two. Um, but no, honestly though, I, Buffalo championship wrestling, if you get a chance and you're in the area, I mean, check it out. Um, like I said, maybe, maybe things are better on some of the other shows as far as work rate goes, but um, you know, this is the first one I've been to and I'll, I'll probably, check out another at some point down the road, but it was, uh, it was fun. I had a good time there. All right. Very good. Very good. So anybody of note besides EC3 on the show or all, all locals? I think it was all pretty much local guys. Yeah. The okay. only one that they brought in, uh, uh, to really do anything was EC3. He seemed very nice too. I talked to him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you know how often they run? Maybe I think they're doing another show in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is right across the New York border um on the throughway um i think next month so it's probably like a monthly you know they might they might run a couple times a month i, I don't know but um um but i'm sure you can check it out i mean i'm sure they're on, mm -hmm. on the book of the face mm -hmm. um i don't think they've got a website but i'm, I'm sure they're all over social media mm -hmm. yeah websites are all right <laughs> all right um so tonight what i was gonna do was uh touch base a little bit on the first impact pro wrestling set and just talk about some of the guys on here uh, and girls and how uh, they've interacted with each other. And now that we've announced uh, TS aggressor uh, him too, and just give a little background um, kind of beyond the book. And so, like I said, some of my favorite part of the book, I'm kind of doing this off the top of my head. I did not get time to put in the, the love and care that I wanted to. So we'll see what this goes like. It might be a train wreck, but you know, Hey, we're often in a quagmire. Oh, okay. So first on the list, and this is in no particular order, just as I wrote the people down. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to tell you, everyone in that first set, all 11 of the people were trained by TS Aggressor, except Brooke Valentine might have been trained by Ugly. And I'm not sure if Malice trained in Impact Pro Wrestling. I'll be honest. I just I just all of a sudden I remember Malice being there at shows, uh, like, and he, he's a hard guy to miss. So I'm not sure, um, you know, what what the roots of his training were. But most of these other guys, you know, James Jeffries, Maddie Starr, AJ Smooth, Picture, Justin Decent, Ugly, Death Dealer, and Sparrow, all trained at relatively the same time within a, a few classes of each other. Um, I think. Probably Maddie and AJ trained, if I was to guess, um, 
it was Maddie and AJ, then James and Picture, and then Justin, Ugly, uh, Sparrow. Uh, so kind of all in that. Actually, Sparrow might have trained before James or, or right at the same time. So they're in similar classes. Death Dealer was a little younger, so he, he came later and he wrestled under a, a different name. Um, he wrestled in a group called the Stud Club as the uh, relentlessly sexy Ray Furing, um, which is why he wrestles with a t-shirt because he has Furing tattooed in giant letters across his back. So not the best long-term gimmick playing there, but I, I love him. His son was born on my birthday last year. So L little Owen shares the same birthday with me and Vince McMahon. Um, so, you know, Maddie Starr trained with uh, under TS Aggressor. Um, if you're looking for another pairing, I don't remember if this guy in the book, but um, AJ Smooth and Ryan Slade were both in the uh, 3XW set that we did a few years ago, and they were were like a heel Canadian tag team. And sometimes Maddie Starr would also join them as a as a uh, evil Canadian um, on one the of the pseudo pseudo Canadian Maddie yeah, Starr, yeah, the kind of Canadian. Um, and one Hall of Fame show, they fought Hacksaw Duggan, uh, Ugly, and Justin Decent, which I think was the first one we ever went to, the first IPW Hall of Fame show we went to. Um, and then at an event called Bacon Fest in Des Moines, which celebrates all things bacon. And I mean, that can't, like a, can't go wrong there. This is a convention center, three floors packed full of, inner, they had a mini kiss, which was a kiss cover band made up of uh, little people. And then I fought my way to the front. I was so excited. I realized as soon as they started, they were lip syncing. I said, fuck you, mini kiss. And I left. I was so damn mad. I was, I might've been drunk, but I was so angry because mini kiss was a sham. But anyways, mini, mini kiss was like Millie Vanilli. It's yes. oh, that's not right. Oh my God. That is terrible. not right. It was terrible. I was so disappointed. Um, at that event, Maddie star, AJ and Ryan Slade, they teamed up as, you know, they were evil Canadians, but they were also turkey bacon, tofu bacon, and Canadian bacon, the evil bacon brothers. And they fought Hacksaw Duggan, James Jeffries. And then one of the people coming out in the IPW uh, set who does an incredible Randy Macho Man Savage imitation to the effect that when my mom saw a picture of me and Connor with him, she asked if that was the real Macho Man. And I said, no, mom, he's dead. Um, so, there was no Kevin Bacon in that group? No, oh. no, that's that's no, you he missed an opportunity. Kind of, he there. would have been kind of a face, though. You know? That's true. So, um, so there's a little stuff you could do. You could have a kind of an alliance between Maddie and AJ. Um, AJ Picture and Justin Decent, they were a group called uh, Crazy Sexy Cool or Sleazy Sexy Cool, something like that. And I think that's in the book, too. Yes, Stuart. And uh, Chad, has Maddie ever been a face or has he mostly been a heel the entire run because he, he's a fun heel in the, in the game at least um he has been a face once in a great while but i mean maddie's maddie he, he's kind of a heel in real life too and in, in, at heart i mean he's a great guy but he's kind of a he's kind of a sarcastic guy so maddie gotcha. maddie does the heel stuff best yes Corey. um correct me if i'm wrong didn't maddie team with somebody that's going to be in set two initially early in his career under a different yes. name yes we'll, we'll okay. get to that later yep yep that, might, that might be in the teaser. book yep. yep okay yep so he while trained by travis he initially teamed with someone else um under a different name um we've talked about justin decent and ugly you know the one thing i um i love about them 
I'm not always a fan of grab ass wrestling, but they can work in some good, some okay grab grab ass, um, and it doesn't bother me. Where Justin Decent will pick up Ugly in an airplane spin and kind of like the Terry Funk ladder spot, he'll spin him, and his feet will hit the opponents and they keep bumping for him and knock him down, and then he puts Ugly down and then they both collapse uh, from being dizzy. Sometimes they'll collapse into double falling headbutts to the opponent's groins. Um, sometimes they'll do get into a little bit of a scuffle with each other, but it, it's good fun. Um, and when ugly team with James is pretty ugly, I was very impressed by ugly, how he could, um, really pull off the scientific baby face, like rock and roll express double drop kick kind of stuff. So that was a good team. And, and I, I failed to mention too. I know a lot of people like, Hey, do you have a lot of stuff on YouTube? We have a little bit, uh, we had a, a YouTube show for a while, um, if you look up Midnight Guthrie, so Midnight as in Midnight and Guthrie, like Arlo Guthrie, um, he is an announcer, now managers, now my nemesis, who um, had his own like YouTube. He, he, you know, with our permission, he'd record our shows and put up commentary and stuff. So if you look at Midnight Guthrie's YouTube channel, there's a lot of IPW stuff out there too. So check that out if you're looking for you know, if you want to get more familiar with, with some of our stuff. Um, also, Maddie Star, one point, um, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but James Jeffries and Miss Frankie Jade, they are they are married in real life and been a couple for a long time. Miss Frankie Jade started off as a heel, turned face, and they were kind of our Randy Savage and Elizabeth. And then in a shocking display, um, when uh, Ma James Jeffries had won the title from Ryan Slade in a uh, triple threat match that included uh bob holly um so it, it was three faces it was kind of goofy booking but it, it, it kind of worked and maddie star had won um our version of money in the bank um about a month or two before and he came out hashed after telling his partner sparrow that he would use it for a tag team title shot in in one fell swoop turned on sparrow by cashing it in while Miss Frankie J turned on James Jeffries and distracted him, and he ate a super kick, and James Jeffries' title reign lasted about 30 seconds, and there were children in the audience crying, and I had the best feeling and worst feeling at the same time, if you could feel that. It, it was amazing. We had them in the palm of our hand. Um, let's see. Right now, Justin Deese and Death Dealer are the tag team champions. They have been for, for a while now. Um, Ugly and Malice, they've had this... Uh, almost like rock and sock connection type uh, friendship bromance feud with each other um, they've done some incredible matches um, against each other and then decided to become the mutual respect and and uh, beat on some people that's been some fun stuff um the death dealer he's you know he's he, he doesn't speak he um has this gimmick that's from i think the movie the purge um that's where he gets the mask from you get but, a few drinks in him, though, he won't shut up. But that's yeah, just oh, me. yeah, 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 yeah. He's I'm sure the Sheik the was the same way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Sheik was the same way. Um, Yeah, Miss Frankie J and Brooke Valentine, they feud each other on both sides of the fence in terms of, you know, who was face, who was heel. Um, and those have been fantastic matches. Um, Brooke Valentine has gone out and um, lives out on the East Coast now and has done a lot of stuff for a lot of different promotions. She has tagged with willow nightingale um i didn't put it in the book or on the card because we want to keep it family friendly but 
I believe she bills herself as, uh, I think her Twitter account says she has IWTV's best booty or something like that. Um, <laughs> AJ Smooth, I mean, he's one of, he's really one of the forefathers. He's, you know, held every title we have, had had lengthy reigns and just uh, can really carry the whole promotion on his back. Um, Sparrow is a guy I first saw in 3XW, actually. He, he came in on their undercard and, and did some matches. And I'm like going, I don't really understand this guy's gimmick, but uh, he, he was a good worker and uh, he's a he's a great guy. Uh, he tamed, teamed with James Jeffries uh, when after Maddie started that turn on, on Sparrow, uh, they ter- teamed as the Brothers Velocity. And yeah, I'm trying to think of how some of these other guys have interacted with each other. Again, I don't have notes. I apologize. It's just off the top of my head. I think we've covered a lot of it. Corey? Well, I'll just say like Sparrow, you know, a little more recent um, angle. He uh, I, I, he might have already been healed, but during the pandemic when you guys were doing those live or those those Facebook live shows from the vault, which were a lot of fun, mm-hmm. you know, given the situation at the time, Sparrow threw a fireball at James. Yes. And uh, that was that was just well done. You guys, the, the, fa- the baby faces stormed the ring. Um, they're, they're later in the show, we see Chad and some of the others hauling James to a car to get him to a medical facility. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was really cool, really well done. Not a hospital. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just had to, I had to throw that in there to see if you're listening. We were actually in the town of Collins, Iowa. I don't. There's not yeah. a medical. There's nothing. I, know. I think we <laughs> took no, it to the nothing vet. resembling it. Yeah, we took it to the humane <laughs> society. And you can kind of tell when you guys went outside, there wasn't much there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, like, Collins um, is one of the places smaller than Gilbert. If that yeah. uh, gives you any framework. Yeah, but that was that was a really cool. We get that was really uh, a lot of fun. Really well done. Yeah, Stuart, uh, Chad. The team of uh, Jeff Jeffries and Big Picture that was mm-hmm. that was pretty pretty ugly. Is that correct? No, no. That was James Jeffries and Ugly. Um, James oh, Jeffries and Big Picture teamed when they were just starting out. They had just graduated from from wrestling school, and um, that was the first time I saw James, and he was a heel. And right, they, yeah, I remember that up on that Hall of Fame show. And he had he had short hair then, so the fans mm-hmm. would tra- chant Justin Bieber at him. Mm-hmm. like a feather boa and stuff yeah and, well, yeah that was my question is how was he received as a heel i just i cannot see that but he, he was good and you know he, he does a fantastic gorgeous jimmy garvin imitation okay and i i've told him you know someday we could turn to heel and and uh have gorgeous james jeffries yeah he does it well but you know i mean that that would be silly that would be like turning john cena for us you know mm-hmm. that, yeah that just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense but you got it you'd have to do something really i mean he could basically you know have a bag of cats in the ring and say that he was going to throw him in the river and people would still cheer for him i mean it's james <laughs> jeffries you know i mean i mean i, I would cheer dog. for him i don't like cats yeah, <laughs> but he's a tough he would be, he'd be a tough yeah. guy to turn yeah, and do would. it adequately you know where he he was actually had some heat and folks, we don't condone the killing of cats. No, 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 we do not. So, you know, that's why it's great having him in as champ because we come out, you know, we go to these fair shows where people maybe not familiar with us if it's our first time there or, you know, a high school show or something. And he just instantly connects with the crowd. You know, he, people, he, he's genuine, he's sincere. And you just can't fake that. God knows I've tried. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just Other add things, James. Yeah. James, uh, when he, you know, he's wrestled up here in Minnesota quite a bit. I've seen him a few times. Um, he usually texts me when he's going to be in the area. If I, and if I can make it, I go, go support him. 
but yeah, you know, where he's not maybe a regular up here for some of these promotions, just like Chad said, he just comes out and connects with people and they get into him. And it's, it's just really cool to see that. So just super talented guy. I love it when he comes up here and um, yeah, just had to throw that in there. Thanks, Corey. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I want to put in a plug, you know, you're talking a little bit about the YouTube uh, footage. Um, yeah. Midnight Guthrie. That's a great resource for some IPW stuff from over the years. Um, he hasn't done as much since he's become a manager, um, but kind of going back to say maybe like, I don't know, 2015 up to 2018 or so. Uh, I've been using his YouTube channel for a lot of the, the research for the first set and this and the upcoming set. Um, there's some great stuff out there. You know, just from this first set, there's an ugly and malice cage match uh, from the Forte Center in Des Moines, which is a lot of fun to watch. Um, I just watched one with Frankie J, Brooke Valentine and somebody from the second set in a three-way cage match uh, for the uh, the women's title. Um, very, uh, very unique match. I'll just say it that way. I, Chad had told me about it, but I had never actually gotten to see it until, until working on the set. Um, and a couple of the, you know, some of the wrestlers, and again, I don't want to spoil names here, um, but some of the wrestlers themselves have their own YouTube channels and they've kind of done, you know, phone footage that they've put out there uh, and, and pretty, pretty good quality stuff, um, you know, as far as the video footage. Uh, but I use that as well uh, for some of the research on, on this upcoming set. So there's, you got to kind of look around a little bit. Um, IPW has done some good stuff through their Facebook page. Um, they've got a lot of videos, especially those, those uh, vault shows from during the, um, the pandemic. Um, you can find, you know, full episodes there and hour and a half, two hour shows and some really good matches, you know, considering it was in front of just basically the trainees, no, no full fans, um, they put on some really great matches. So just you, you got to look around a little bit, but there there is some good stuff out there. And this is a promotion that's been around for what, 22, 23 years now. 22, yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you got a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not well recorded, unfortunately, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're working on it. So I don't, and you guys have, you know, played uh, a little bit with the sets, uh, Stu and Tim. I don't know if you want to comment on that. I really like it. I mean, I, I set it up with some, instead of doing, cause I'm playing it online and I'm mainly doing uh, the, uh, the simulator. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I tried to do to bring some other guys in is I tried to bring in some lower level guys from the legend stuff. Like I, no offense to any of them, of course, but like Rick McCord, um, Sam Houston, um, um, uh, Johnny Mantell and, and Frank Dalton is the dirty Daltons. Um, you know, things like that, just bring in some guys that are, that are around that level so that they won't just come in and dominate. I think the toughest guy I brought in was Manny Fernandez, um, who just lost a big picture recently, uh, for me. So, um, but AJ smooth won the title in a tournament and he is beaten back all challengers so far. So he's kind of been the dominant champion for me, but, uh, I, I really like how the cards play well together. I think that, uh, you know, that they're all right around the same strength within each other, uh, you know, within the set. Um, it's a lot of fun. It really is a, a really cool set. It's one of probably the only indie fed I will ever play. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed it so far to, to be sure. Yeah. I've, I've set up a, uh, title tour of my own with the, with the IPW guys and Matty star won the title. He's the first title holder held it for four, four defenses, which is pretty good in Champions of the Galaxy or uh, Legends of Wrestling. These cards are a lot of fun, and, and Tim alluded to it. You know, it, it harkens back a little bit to the early days of Champions of the Galaxy when the cards were a little more, 
balanced, if you want to call it that. Uh, uh, and, and the cards were not that far from one another in terms of strength. Yes, you had your main eventers and yes, you had your, your curtain jerkers to be, to be sure. But I'm finding that these, the matches that I am getting from these IPW cards are phenomenal. They're a lot of fun. Uh, they're, they're longer in duration so far, at least. And I've had some great angles emerge uh, in terms of, you know, a pretty good feud with Matty Starr and uh, Big Picture. Matty Starr has been a lot of fun to promote as champion in terms of just imagining his antics and his heelish ways. Uh, he has had, before I did IPW, they were competing in my Indie Fed. Um, I had these, I had the IPW wrestlers competing in my Indie Fed. And Matty Starr and James Jeffries have had a heck of a feud uh, since I got the cards. So, that will be rekindled at some point because so far star has had the upper hand on Jeffries and want to see if that can be reversed, but can't say enough good things about these cards. I just, I like the fact that they're all relatively close to one another, because again, it produces some fantastic matches and uh, looking really looking forward to the next set. This is just a really fun promotion that I just happen to live thousands of miles away from. But I am a fan, and like I said, I am really looking forward to my second official show with IPW. And you know, I as, as much as I love James as a babyface, I got to say I think Maddie Starr is just one of the best chicken shit heels that oh, you'll yeah. see on the indie scene. I mean, he does a great job of that. I mean, just like you know, when things start going going the other way, I mean, he begs off. I mean, he he's very good. Um, but, but yeah, he, he definitely, he, he needs to kind of be the heelish guy because he's just too good at it. Um, but yeah, it's great having guys like that who you just kind of see him and talk to him a little bit and you kind of know where they're at, you know, you know, what side they're on. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. And, you know, Maddie's a great wrestler too, because, you know, a few years ago he took on ultimate dragon. And I mean, that mm -hmm. was an incredible match. That was, um, yeah. And I'm excited for some of the matches we have uh, lined up for the hall of fame show. I don't, Honestly, I haven't, I've been kind of busy, so I don't know if they've been announced on Facebook yeah. yet, um, but, um, you know, there's not going to be as much of a, a, a maybe outsider draw as we've had in, in years past, but I mean, we will have a couple people, you know, uh, uh, special to the Hall of Fame, um, but it's mostly going to be a lot of IPW guys, and um, but there's some matchups we put together that I'm really excited about. Stuart. Cool. And just another quick question on Matty Starr. Was he in 3XW? Because it said he's been around for almost 20 years, which is just hard to believe. Yeah, he trained with us. And then, you know, he's wrestled in some of the other promotions around the Midwest, 3XW, um, Pro Wrestling um, Phoenix in Omaha. What was the other Omaha one, Corey? I don't remember. Oh, I just looked this up the other day, actually. Um, it was like a, something Midwest, like M MCW yeah. or no? Mm. Like, but uh, yeah there's been that. there's been um you know he's he's wrestled quite he's wrestled in illinois i mean out of uh all of our guys in that set i would say probably maddie and aj and brooke more recently but they've wrestled out of ipw the most i mean all of them have you know i've seen justin decent the first time i ever saw him he was in a battle royale in a 3xw show um but Maddie's traveled a lot, used to wrestle. I can't remember all the promotions in Chicago, but he would go over there quite regularly with like Ryan Slade and AJ Smooth, too. So, and actually, some of the people in the next IPW set have actually more experience uh, nationwide than uh, the folks in the first set. So, there'll be nine in that. So, you'll have a total of 20. Um, there'll be a good, good mix of, uh, 
male and female competitors. So maybe you throw in like a, a Jeremy Wyatt, a, a Wes Briscoe who stops by a couple times a year, former Impact Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion with Malice. Um, and, and you got yourself a, a heck of a good time. Corey. Another one that uh, just, uh, you know, recently released, I think it was last year in one of the indie sets, one called Manders, Steve Manders. Yeah. Yeah, we gave him some of his first match. I mean, Austin yeah. Aries and and uh, yeah, a gentleman by the name of Seth Rollins had some of their very first matches in Impact. I haven't Wrestling. heard of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a new guy. Um, so a lot of folks have kind of have come through, have come through, and you know we have that three XW set. We mentioned it. Uh, I haven't looked in that in a long time, but I would need to uh, maybe check out those stats and see how they fit with the IPW cards. I don't know if anybody else has done that. Um, we, we've mentioned it because there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, talent sharing between uh, some of those guys. So I'd obviously defer to the the newer cards and colorized ones if if they are. But there's some good good guys in there uh, who uh, could kind of fill out the undercard and, and middle of the card and, and upper card too. Uh, there's a, a Jeremy Wyatt card, of course. Use the use the current one that Zeke put together. Um, there's a Mark Sterling one, and I know our friend Jared um has uh put together a a mark sterling bootleg as of recent um but there's some good cards in there too and they probably fit in well also um aaron corbin and or darren or aaron which one Corey? sorry aaron aaron, aaron no corbin. no <laughs> no i'm sorry it is darren yeah darren yeah, corbin darren. and uh yeah. eric cannon have yep. wrestled both in 3xw and in ipw before Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of good t- talent out there from the Midwest who's kind of all worked uh, up and down the roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I put this on the discussion board last summer after the first set was released, but I did share a, a Google sheet with um, kind of a, an alumni list of Phil Singer games cards that have wrestled in IPW, even if it was just one time at the hall of fame or a big mm-hmm. Des Moines show or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, I even did a second tab with people that have been at the hall of fame, maybe didn't wrestle. Right. Uh, you know, some of the inductees that have had ties to IPW, um, you know, like like Jim Ross, uh, you mm-hmm. know, people like that. I'll add Jim Ross to the list now. Yep. Um, so and I'll try to keep that updated as, as much as I can. Uh, but if you, you know, kind of like those real life connections, you can use a lot of the legends or, or indie guys uh, in an IPW fed, even if it's just like a one time appearance or once a year type of deal. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we certainly, uh, you know, and, and I've said it before, but the way that um, Pariah has just gravitated to the Fed, and you know, I know he's using other indie guys, but it's uh, it's been really cool and, and and fun to see that. So thank you, Pariah, for embracing the IPW brand and and using some of its wrestlers. I know Big Pictures doing some good things for him still, and uh, he's got a lot of you know, kind of like what what Tim's doing. He he runs his indie Fed as IPW, and I know Corey's got some plans down the road for an IPW set, and maybe yeah, having it in the same universe as the USWA. Mm-hmm. Yep, I just actually, uh, as we were recording, just yesterday sent the rest of the crew here uh, my my tentative roster for my IPW launch, and it would, as I said, it'll take as Chad said, it'll take place in the same universe as the USWA. There'll be some some uh, connections there. I don't want to give away too much yet, just in case things change. Uh, but I did. I also mess- messaged messaged Pariah on the board um, just to kind of give him a heads up because just coincidentally, he and I had a lot of the same ideas of how to run things. I didn't want to make it look like I was stealing from him, but I will try to keep some things different. Uh, and then uh, it'll be if, if you if you read my Great Lakes Championship Wrestling thread, um, there'll be some influences as far as how I ran things there or how I 
plan to run my IPW and looking forward to get it started. I'm, I'm going to use, I'm going to kind of go out of order. I'm going to use some guys from set two first, uh, a few of the set one releases too. Yes, Chad. No, I'm just like shocked. I mean, you're kind of, you're putting your fed into a, into a quagmire. Into a quagmire, yes. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I, I kind of plan to go, you know, more historically in some cases. Um, but then also incorporating uh, some of the, the Indies guys that Zeke has made over the years um, that would be kind of good fits, whether they've really worked IPW or not, but uh, just some good fits and kind of some of those non-IPW guys will kind of rotate in and out. You may have, you may kind of, I may kind of do some special appearances like like we do at the Waterloo shows uh, for certain guys, um, but, you know, looking forward to giving it a try. All right. Well, we prattled on enough, enough about that, so... Corey, why don't you go first? You have some big, exciting news. I do. Thank you, Chad, and thank you for hosting. Uh, first, I'll uh, give attention to the uh, rest of the Phil Singer Games community that provides us content on a somewhat regular basis. And, of course, we have Sam, Mike, and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Phil Singer Games. Grant Pachoco and his great solo promoter YouTube channel putting on some great materials on a regular basis. And thank you so much, Grant, for your generous donations uh, to the upcoming auctions. Uh, of course, we also have Steve Tower at After a Further Review, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Longpree in the Dizzy Dice Pro- Podcast, Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, as well as Brock and Mike's Phil Singer Games, Character Spotlight. And in response to Stu's question at the end of last week's show, uh, I did check our um, Spotify for Podcasters analytics. Now, unfortunately, I should have been keeping better notes because there were, some, there were three countries on there, two I know for sure are new countries. But there's one I can't remember if it's new or not. So, faithful listeners, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to announce three, three new countries tonight. And those three countries are in no particular order. Pakistan. Nigeria. And this is the one I'm not sure if it's new or not, because it's a country that's very special to me, but I don't recall seeing them on the listener, listener list before. That's Ecuador. So a very a country I visited twice, a country I love very much. Uh, so thank you, listeners in these three countries and all of our countries for listening. Yes, Chad. Didn't Matt Dickendesher listen? Go to Ecuador and maybe he listened there or some, mm. somewhere in the. Well, he he's was, always I, scheming. Yeah, I, I was thinking he was the Guatemala, the Guatemala. Oh, audience. maybe that was it. And that's and that's where I'm I'm mixing it up. So of course, Matt Dickendesher, true star of uncharted territory. You can correct us if if we're wrong about Ecuador. Um, but, but yeah, and, or if anybody else who's making notes, I, I gotta, I gotta go through and make some notes here. Cause I, I was reviewing the list of countries and they don't list them chronologically. They just kind of, it's more by how many people are listening in those countries, which most of the countries are 1%, but One. you know, like, <laughs> but you know, Uno! Canada, yeah, Canada and the UK are, are our top and, and, um, and, uh, Denmark are toward the top of the list. But then everybody else is just kind of 1%, no real, it's not alphabetical or anything like that. So I can't really tell, you know, when people started listening from these other countries. I just have to recognize. That's why I got to start making my own list. But but thank you, wherever you're listening. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Thank you so much for clicking, listening, and downloading. And we'll talk to you on episode 140. Here's a question. So do you think Denmark will start to fade since Jared Balls doesn't live there anymore? I was wondering that. I was just wondering that. Maybe he moved and took a vacation in Ecuador. Or good night Nigeria. Ecuador just doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good night, Ecuador. I mean, it's just come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, 
Jared picks a fine time to not work at Lego anymore when there's a freaking amazing Jaws Lego set coming out later this year. Come on, Jared. No, come on. Call, call him something. Call him a, a, a solid for me. All right, Stuart, what do you got? Well, uh, once again, I, I just want to promote the IPW set and the upcoming set. If you have not picked this up, promoters, you will not be disappointed. This is just a really well done set. The artwork's fantastic. And this is just a, a good group of guys and a, a very well-run uh, independent wrestling, wrestling promotion. So can't recommend it enough. I also want to give a shout out uh, today, especially to a favorite couple of mine. Uh, that would be George and Liz Lowry, my parents, who if uh, they both died a few years back, this would have been their 64th wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary, Yay. mom and pop. And with that, I'll say good night, Denmark. All right. Timber. Well, thanks, Chad. Uh, you know, uh, first thing, I guess, just to clear something up in case people don't know me uh, that are listening. Uh, when I called the guys, uh, you know, from the Buffalo Championship Wrestling Show, uh, fat, pasty, white guys, uh, I'm a fat, pasty, white guy myself. So, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm calling them as I see them. Um, other than that, I just want to say that, um, you know, I saw on uh, Forbes Sports Money, which is a show about uh, the, the business of, of sports, they, they had Tony Khan on doing an interview, a two-part interview about AEW. I thought it was great. I thought he did a great job. Um, you know, he wasn't as manic as he seems during some of those press scrums after the, after the pay-per-views and stuff, but really was very insightful. And they talked about a lot and they actually said the, the guy did some research and said, uh, he talked to some sports bankers. And if he was, if Tony decided to sell the, the thing right now, which I know he would never do, said he, it would be worth well North of a billion dollars. So, mm. um, so obviously he's put together something, whether people like it or not, um, he's, he's doing something right. Um, also want to, uh, cause I know they're, they're big listeners to the show, the LSU baseball team, uh, mm -hmm. who won the college world series, um, really, uh, go, going crazy. It was, a the first game was one of those where it was a nail biter, went to extra innings. Um, and LSU came out the winner. It's a best of three uh, for the championship. The next game, uh, Florida, who was their opponent, won 24 to four. It's an excellent football game. Holy yeah. cow. The, the wind was blowing out. <laughs> and, uh, and then LSU came back and just beat the crap out of Florida in the, in the final game. Um, it, it's going to be great. They say the top three picks uh, in the upcoming MLB draft are probably going to be from those two teams. So um, really interested to see how that goes. I mean, just a lot of respect for the guys on those teams, man. You watch them and th there were some people, there was one guy on LSU that he is just, if he sniffs an RBI, he just goes after it. He just tries to drive in runs as much as he can. Um, I think it was a third baseman, but um, just a lot of fun watching. It was really cool. I mean, I know that's a great event, um, but uh, you know, if you, if you get a chance sometime in the future to check that out, I know Chad's gone to games. Uh, mm -hmm. when they're doing the super regionals and then into the college world series. Um, so if you get a chance to check that out uh, next year, then definitely do it. There's a lot of great talent there, especially this year. They, they I mean, the, the pool seems stocked with fish. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent in there this year to be sure. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, you know, I just want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back again next week or maybe not next week. Uh, but, but who knows? Uh, we'll be back sometime with episode Soon. 140.
Yeah, well, you know, next week will be a holiday and there's some travel considerations and stuff. So we'll, we'll probably not be um, uh, recording an episode next week. So you'll have to wait and continue to tribute fantastic questions for the Ask Us Anything episode uh, coming the the second uh, full week of July. There's been so, some good good questions in there. There too. have been. Yeah. There's been a yes. couple of terrible ones, but there's uh, been a lot of good stuff, and I think we're up right now. I mean, we might have to break this up because we're up to about 16 questions already. So Ooh, I think so. Yeah, so uh, including one from someone's wife. So um, I have to share, some of you may be familiar with Jim Cornette's podcast where they do the Reggie's Corner. Have you guys ever heard that? So it's it's where people whose his pets have passed away write in. And Reggie was the first one they read off. And it was, was it, I don't remember if Reggie was a dog or a cat. But both Brian Lass and Jim Cornette got the giggles and could not keep I, I want to say it was a cat. I'm not positive, yeah. but I think it was a cat. And so now they've named this segment after Reggie the cat. And people send in like, you know, shout outs when their pets have been deceased. And tonight... After work, my wife and I stopped at the Walmart to grab a couple things. And uh, this lady like walked into our cart and she was like not paying attention. Um, and we're like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she said somebody, she said her daughter and then somebody died. And I'm like, oh my, I'm so sorry. She's like, I just haven't been the same all week. So I, we go down the aisle a bit. I said to Emily, I go, what the hell did she say? Because I can't hear. She said, her daughter's iguana of seven years passed away. <laughs> and it, she was having a hard time dealing with it. So, like, shout out to the Walmart lady and her daughter on the death of the iguana. I can't imagine what that's, that, you know, obviously you're having a hard time negotiating the aisles of Walmart. Um, <laughs> And I immediately said, we need to have a Reggie's Corner salute to to, <laughs> to that iguana. So rest in um, peace. thumbs up, rest in peace. Um, or actually, iguanas, I believe, can regenerate their tails. <laughs> so rest in pieces, if pieces. that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'd like to thank everybody who took time to uh, listen and comment on episode 138. We have Troy, Pike Mojo, Pariah, Matt, L.A. Wraith, Throwing Toasters, Vegas, Average Reddit user, Lee Sinestro24, Todd the Tournament Master, DK2, and TK Thomas Keen. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to make a comment and keep those questions coming. We got them on Discord. We got them in the email. We got them on the message board. I don't know if they're leaving audio messages because I don't know how the hell you check that. That's that's Corey's department. So, Corey, do we have any audio message yet? There was one left right. on Discord. There really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what Discord is. Um, no, uh, no, we don't have any audio messages, but again, listen to the commercial at the end for you can leave us an um, audio message directly through our website. I enjoy listening to those and it makes it easier to put them into the episode because I just click one button. But however you want to send us questions, um, you know, you, you can you can email them to us too. We'll get we'll get them in there. Oh, yes. We're, we're, we're getting a lot from the discussion board, so it'll be a fun time. Mm -hmm. So. All right, Tim, did you have anything? No, I'm good. Okay. You you unmuted. I thought you were going to say something. No, you know, I'm all I, I love the sound of my own voice. So I'll okay. talk whenever I get a chance. I understand. Well, let's uh let's end this quagmire and, and go march forward. Uh thank you everyone. Uh 
stay uh stay cool be excellent to each other and we will talk to you next uh, uh not next week now in the near future episode 140 i'll have vacation slides it'll be exciting vacation slides in aua which kind of sounds like a venereal disease but we assure you it's not all right you can get a shot for that yeah peace out everybody or you can have some of my pills (laughs) (laughs) take care we'll talk to you soon on uncharted territory hey promoters it's Corey again and we would love to hear from you Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. Again, tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Eccles' great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, a.k.a. Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOstore.com, T-E-E-K-O store.com. Insert wolf music. on T.S. Aggressor being in the Impact Pro Wrestling Games. Jesus Christ. Any thoughts on T.S. Aggressor being on the Impact Pro Jesus Wrestling Jesus Christ is in the set. My God. <laughs> He's I gotta see that. That card's what, gonna be What's tired. his finisher? Yeah. <laughs> a crucifix. What the fuck, dude? Oh, oh my. <laughs> I mean. Do that again, please, Chad. <laughs> Why? No, the bumper. Yeah. <sighs> I don't even remember what I said. Um, so the only guest that was there uh, was Miss Gracie. Gracie just it's, did her it's great. In. Hello, doing a run-in on, on Corey. Hi, <laughs> hi, Rosa. It's like they're all they're all throwing themselves on Daddy. Um, One from someone's wife. Where the hell were you? You said you were recording a podcast. I don't know. I fell asleep for a minute. I'm kind of tired. I've been up since 3.30.